You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Warren Sikernik, VP of Marketing at Flow Career. Warren, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. It's great to be here. So start out by telling us about a memorable marketing moment from your career. Yeah, certainly. Sure. So, you know, like most marketers, I've kind of gravitated to a lot of the, the shiny new toys, you know, in the marketing stack. And, you know, having been around a few years, have certainly I've had my uh, chance to play with a lot of them. But several years ago, I really got hooked on the power of social media when it really first came out as a way of really building an audience of like-minded people or, or customers and fans and being able to engage really directly with them. And so as a result, you know, I've, although I've moved on to other shiny new toys, mm -hmm. I've certainly have always continued to utilize social, both organic and, and now paid as a strong component in my tool bag. Okay, very cool. Do you have any particular social channels that you use? I think they have changed over time as social has evolved. I probably spend more time now, I think, on LinkedIn, but in the past, it was probably more on Twitter mm -hmm. as Twitter really, you know, was, was nascent and growing and there was a very strong tribe there, you know, as well during mm -hmm. that time. Okay. Yeah. LinkedIn is my go-to. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Interesting times at, over at Twitter, of course. If yeah, Elon Musk sure. maybe buying Twitter, it's, it's <laughs> who knows, right? If he get it, if he can get his right price, I suppose. So. I su I suppose, I suppose yeah. we will see. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that. And now, say a few words about Flow Career. What are you guys sure. all about? So Flow Career, you know, we're a startup in the HR tech space, and what we do is we help organizations grow their technology teams quickly, cost effectively, and at scale. And the way we do this is we specialize in providing unbiased technology-based interviews that are really given or led by over 3,000 developer interviewers, which enable us to do it 24 by seven. So we streamline these technical interviewers utilizing our flexible interview as a service platform that leads to reduced time to hire and very much improved client productivity. Okay, very cool. Now, you just used that phrase, interview as a service. Right. And that's a new one to me. I think it's that would be a new one to a lot of people. And, and I know it's sort of a new concept, at least in the U.S. market, that mm -hmm. you guys are really at the forefront of introducing. So, And I think that that has pros and cons. So what are some of the main challenges in introducing to the market a new term like that? Right. So, so first, maybe I should, you know, define it so we have sure. a, a working, you know, definition because... Although it, when I describe it, it'll probably seem very, you know, normal and means sounds what it means like. But, you know, basically what it is, is we have this group of over 3000 global senior software developers that we connect to clients who are looking to hire engineers, developers, technical talent and Within that platform, we provide a matching between the job description and the candidates to come up with a very unique, customized, um, structured interview guide, which is basically a list of, say, 10 or 12 questions 
that match that skill set and then can provide an unbiased interview on video with coding assessments, which we then provide a very detailed report with video clips to the clients, hence interview as a service, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, to your original question, you know, how do you really get that word out? So there's a lot of, you know, thought leadership that we're really, you know, pushing for to get our targeted audience of talent acquisition professionals and technical leaders to really recognize, you know, this serv- that this service exists and the strong benefits that they can get for it, from it in terms of certainly productivity, scale, you know, and cost savings. Mm-hmm. Give me an example of either a channel or even within a channel, a particular piece of content that you feel has been pretty effective in familiarizing people with that concept of interview as a service. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, as I mentioned, we have about 50,000 or so different interview questions on the technical side, whether they're, you know, basic questions or very advanced or, or you know, coding demonstrations. And within those questions, you know, we have measured how often they've been given you know, what the average rating or score is. So it's a pretty effective tool. So one of the pieces of content that we've used, you know, quite successfully is sharing some of our older retired questions, right? As a means of demonstrating our prowess, you know, and credibility, but also, you know, it's almost a fun contest for technical people in terms of, you know, playing stump the band, so to speak. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how do you share those questions? How do you get them out there so people see them? So we got them out there, various, you know, channels, you know, probably where those that audience is. So probably not a general, we don't really use a general social platform like LinkedIn or, or Twitter, but something like Stacked Overflow mm-hmm. or GitHub or Reddit has some really good dialogue and engagement there. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Now, you're reaching out primarily to HR professionals, talent acquisition professionals, folks mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Folks who in the normal course of things, they're doing a lot of the interviewing, right? That's part of their, that's part of, of what they do. So I, I would imagine if, you know, they hear from a service like yours or from a platform like yours to say, oh, well, we provide interviewing as a service. In other words, we'll, we'll do it for you. People could feel a little bit threatened, like, whoa, that's, that's what I do. You want to take over my role? So how do you address that concern? Well, first, I guess, is it a concern? Have you encountered that? And if so, how do you address that? So, you know, I think initially it could be a concern. Oh, they're they're outsourcing my job, you know, to, to someone or whatever. But, you know, if you look at the current environment in which we're in, right, there's, you know, really a, a war for talent today, particularly technical talent, right? There are more jobs available than than available workers. And the poor talent acquisition professionals are really stressed. They're under pressure to find people to then interview them and really fill these slots. And it's, it's quite challenging and difficult work. So we make that easier for them and make them more productive because that first level interview, you know, we perform for them, you know, based on their job description, their spec, 
and really provide them with some very strong candidates, you know, that they can then present to their stakeholders and, and pick it up from there. You know, and, and, and then, you know, furthermore, because we can do it um, with these global experts 24 by 7, we give them a really strong competitive advantage in that if they send over a resume to us, we can have an interview set up within an hour or two, really forming a great first impression on the candidate and getting them that first mover, if you will, you know, first place position for the candidate that hopefully results, you know, in a quick hire. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, on the contrary, I think if, if a TA professional really thinks that, you know, we're competitive, they quickly change their tune when they see the value that we can provide and, and the help that we offer to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Totally get it. Right. Great value proposition. And to what extent do you bake that kind of messaging? Like what you were just telling me, to what extent do you bake that into your content? Yeah, it's baked into, you know, a lot of our messaging and, and value prop, you know, that, you know, we're fast, right? Scalable, cost effective, and really helps them to win that race, that war, you know, for talent. So a lot of those messages, you know, we go in deeper in our messaging, you know, to help win the war on talent, you know, look like a rock star to your stakeholders, mm-hmm. you know, content like that. Okay. So now we began talking about the challenges of introducing a new concept to the market. Mm-hmm. So how has that gone overall, this, this, I, this phrase, you know, interview as a service? How well has that kind of caught on as best you can tell? You know, that, that's a good question. I think, you know, we're seeing more adoption of the term or recognition of the term with prospects and clients that we speak to. And they're recognizing what that means. Now, they may have their own spin on it or interpretation. But when we talk interview as a service, they're like, yeah, that's great. I could use that or I use someone else for it. Sure. Do you see that term cropping up elsewhere outside of your own messaging? Well, sometimes when they say I've used someone else, what they're thinking about is like as a recruiter, right? But in general, we quickly eclipse, you know, the difference between us and and recruiters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So what would be your advice for marketing teams kind of in a similar position where they have a new concept, a new phrase that they want to, you know, get out there? Where do you begin? What's the what's the first step there? You know, my focus, you know, is is really on, you know, building out, you know, our marketing stack and uh, an infrastructure that can deliver brand awareness, recognition, ultimately resulting, you know, in a strong pipeline, you know, and like all good marketers, you know, highly cost effective, you know, marketing qualified leads. All right. I hear you. Well, Warren, sounds like you guys are doing some really cool stuff and have a lot of opportunities. So congrats on all that. And thank you so much for your time and for sharing your insights with us. And thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. 
And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.